You're listening to the Brand Ambition Podcast. Here he is, the owner of Asai TV, lead singer of the One-Eyed Buffalo, former pro wrestler, former army soldier, published author, cat lover, host of Go There, Eat That, Super Proud Dad, and all that, Brandon Bishop. What else can I add to that list? I gotta get some new sound bites. That's Vinny from uh, Wrestling with Ghost and the Hike and WJHC. Yeah, I gotta get him to do some new stuff. I mean, what else? I got a. I'm an event coordinator now. I got the Super Ultra MegaCon, which is uh, destroying my life slowly. Gotta let the funk die down. There it is. Welcome. To Wednesday, uh, Feb, no, March 2nd, I think. Um, man, I have nothing planned. I literally, usually, I'll, uh, I'm hearing a little ticking. What is that ticking? What the hell, man? I'm not in the mood for technical stuff. You hear that? Okay, and if I hold the the cord, it goes away. Well, that's freaking irritating. Really? Little stuff. Dude, I have audio sensory. I'm going to talk about that. I have audio sensory issues that um, they basically slowly ruin my life every single day. Like two things right now. Okay, I fixed the ticking. I guess I got to get a new cord, whatever, and stop at Guitar Center and grab one. Um that and I can hear my mouth like between words do like a little oh god damn it oh I hate it oh my god uh I I can't (laughs) sometimes I'll I'll, I don't listen to these podcasts after I'm done but sometimes I'll like kind of scroll through them to make sure hi kitty cat up there's the ticking again okay I got a bad chord you gotta be freaking kidding me I'm not in the mood I'm just going to hit shit. Hear that? That's my cat on her cat tree scratching her paws. (laughs) This microphone's absolutely amazing, and these headphones are really, really good, too. So I hear everything, like, from the, the, like, a little bit of wetness in my mouth between sentences to my cat scratching uh, to to neighbors outside being loud and obnoxious, uh, you know, doing whatever they're doing. I hear every squeak of the chair, uh, the ticking from the bad cord, which has thankfully now stopped these audio sensory. I'm not exactly sure what the medical terminology for it is, but it's, I, if, if you chew loud around me, if you smack your lips and slurp and chew loud, I can't be your friend. I'm not going to say I hate you for that moment in time. I think I do, but I, I can't deal with you. I, I, it, no, like when I was, a, it started when I was a kid, <clears throat> my mom and my stepdad at the time. And thankfully my mom now, she doesn't do this anymore. She doesn't. Two things used to drive me crazy about my mom. Um, she would chew really loud and her and her husband at the time would eat like freaking like starving barbarians. It was just, it was like, oh my God, 
it was mostly him, of course. And then my mom, whenever she would pin out her S's, would really, it would just ruin me. Like, I'd be up in my room, and she'd be on the phone downstairs, and I would hear her talking, and all I hear was and that shit still kills me. There's been times I'll be like, oh, what is this show? Like a little YouTube show or something. Oh, look at this person. They live in a van. Let's watch it. And and I'm like, oh, I got to let you go. Uh, just yesterday. This is not a, like a thing that's gone away. This is something that persists. Persists. You see? Um, I can say persist without going. Anyway, it, it's not you. It's me. Trust me. I'm totally mental. This is my mental thing. Everyone has a mental thing, a quirk, a, just something that drives them crazy. This is mine. Um, I was watching a news thing I really wanted to watch. It was something about the war or whatever. I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but I couldn't watch it because every time she would pronounce an S, it was like piercing into my skull. It was terrible. And I, I, even when I do it, if I slurp, like I said, when I'm talking into the microphone, the microphone's really good, so it hears every little whatever between sentences, I can't deal with it. Even if I, if I chew loud for some reason or smack my lips, like people that smack their lips between sentences, like when they're on camera, I used to do it too. It, if I have to edit that, here, I had to edit this thing from this crazy, awful woman uh, who paid me to edit this thing. And I filmed a bunch of stuff and she would smack her lips and do the S thing, the lisping thing. And it was like every sentence and it was, it was a stupid project. It was like about orbs or something. It was just the dumbest thing from a very inappropriate, awful person. And it was even, and it made it even worse that I had to sit here for hours and click and click and click and cut and paste and edit. And I'm just, everything was like, okay, sometimes you'll see an orb in the background and then seeing it was not, you know, with your eyes and then, and I'm like, oh my God, I had to make a game out of it to see how many lip smacks <laughs> I had to edit out. And I don't remember the exact number, but I know it was over 130. And this is a 45 minute documentary that I had to put together for. Uh, it was awful. Um, anyway, yeah, if you chew loud, if you like, if I'm on a plane and I don't have headphones, if you're just a loud asshole, like my neighbor two doors down, that guy is, he keeps his front door open. And I live in an apartment, okay, because I travel so much and I don't need a house. We've been over this. And eventually I want to live in a van. But I have a neighbor two doors down. He's this old drunk guy. And for some reason, he keeps his apartment door open into the hallway. And you can hear everything going on in there. You can hear all of his loud ass, and he's got this deep ass booming voice. That it's he's the most annoying person in the world. This is the same guy that about five or six years ago was drunk in the hallway, screaming at one o'clock in the morning. When I cracked the door open, I said, "Hey, do you mind keeping it down? It's one o'clock in the morning. Why are you yelling?" comes charging at the door. And this guy's like six foot five, but he's old and brittle. And I'd beat his ass if it ever came to that. Not what I'm worried about, but he came charging. So I kind of just closed the door and locked it. And I had a roommate at the time and I had some guests over. And <laughs> this guy just pounded on the door for like 20 minutes. 
Like just at one, two o'clock in the morning. I don't remember what time it was. It was like at least one o'clock in the morning. And I'm just like, oh my god, that dry. And that's another thing that's disrespectful, stupid people. Like my neighbor two doors down. I hope he can hear me because um, his door is wide open right now, and I can hear him if it's quiet enough. People like that just drive me crazy. But that's another whole thing. This audio sensory thing. It 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 ruined my my mom and I are real close right now. I talk to her several times a day. Uh we're the best of friends and it's awesome. I miss her. I want to be up there in Detroit with her. But I back then it ruined it for us because I couldn't be around him. Like my stepdad at the time, he he would whistle when he breathed through his nose. And I'd be sitting in the truck with him just and he'd be just be I'm like, oh, my God, what do you do? And that may have cost me a relationship with him, too, because I didn't want to be around him. Now I'm, th- start, I'm starting to think, my kid, he's 14. That's when, you know, I was, everything was driving me crazy. Is there something about me that's driving him crazy? Seriously, is there is, is something about the way I talk? Is it the way I act? Is it... Because he's locked himself in a room all the time and barely comes out. And I'm like, well, shit, that's what I used to do because I couldn't be around them because there was things going on uh, with me and my head and my hatred of sounds. And so I wonder, is is he like found something about me that do I stink? I mean, what, I, I don't think so. I I, I want to be closer with him. I want to spend, all, you know, when he's here, I'm half time. I want to spend all that time with him. But I... It doesn't happen. There's video games and there's a nice dark room where he's sitting into. He's turning into that kid. He's turned into that kid. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. What are we what are we supposed to do? There's no right answers. There's no good answers. There's no I mean, what are we even doing? I did get a I was I got some mail today from you from you people. What you mean, you people? No, from you people. Um, but I got one that I'm going to answer and I think I'm going to do it now because it's, do you remember MySpace? <laughs> on MySpace, like every day, somebody would send me a list of questions to answer. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like, it's kind of like what we used to pass notes in school back when, I don't know, did they still pass notes in school? Um, but on like MySpace in the early days of Facebook, and even now to some point when people just want to uh, look at me, which is kind of what I'm doing here on the podcast. But again, this is the Brandon Bishop podcast. And if you clicked play, then we're, you know, we're in this together. You displayed a need for entertainment and I'm providing a certain level of entertainment or information, whatever. It's just a two-way street when you're on Facebook and you see someone like, what's your favorite color? Uh, what's your favorite taco? What's your, uh, the, you know, and then they answer their own questions. Um, but you, nobody asked us these questions when we answered them. We just decided to interview ourselves uh, just so we can t- you know, talk about ourselves. Uh, we like to do that, don't we? Uh, that's what I'm doing right now. But again, you hit play on Facebook. I don't hit play. It just pops up like, oh, I see someone wants us to know all this stuff. Okay. Well, someone actually sent me one in in our questions, and uh, I thought it was funny. I don't know why I think it's funny, 
but it's 50 questions. And I, and I want to see if I can answer 50 questions in, let's say, well, I'm 12 minutes into this already. I haven't even done anything. 50 questions in, I, I mean, two minutes. Is that real? I mean, that's like three seconds a question. I'd say three minutes. Okay. So here we go. Do I have any dings or anything like that? Ding. First question. Who's the last person you held hands with? Uh, Laura D'Arcy. Uh, are you loud, outgoing, or shy? All of the above. Who are you looking forward to seeing? A lot of people, actually. I'm just anybody I film with. Are you easy to get along with? I don't think I'm the one that can answer that question. <laughs> Ask somebody who hangs out with me. Um, have you ever given up on someone but then gone back to him or her? Yeah, currently doing that now. Um, if you were drunk, would the person who would be the person to take care of you? I don't drink, so that's a... If I was, though, um, I, I don't know. I'm a very independent person, so... Mom, I, um, do you think you'll be in a relationship two months from now? Like I'm in thousand relationships right now. You mean like a personal one? Uh, no, <laughs> not at all. Who from the opposite gender is on your mind? What's the opposite gender these days? <laughs> I mean, honestly, uh, that was always my problem with these lists when people would send them to me. I'd always have to make goofy answers, so... Uh, there's really no opposite gender anymore. It's like a bunch of different genders, isn't it? I mean, I mean, there's man and female and then variations of, but I don't know. Um, I think I already probably, there's a few, I don't know. Um, like my mom's on my mind. She's a woman. I, I my daughter, I, I, I think this means like, who, who do I want to bang? Uh, there's like a list of 20. I don't know. Does talking about sex make you uncomfortable? No, it doesn't. I enjoy talking about penises and vaginas. It's my favorite. Boobs and butts and butt things and, and more boobs. Yeah. Who was the last person you had a deep, deep conversation with? Uh, Laura Diorsi again. <laughs> I just talked to her last night, I think. Wasn't it last night? I think it was last night. Uh, what does your most recent text say? It's a little intrusive. Funny enough, right after I said the word intrusive, I paused the whole podcast. I stopped recording because the most recent text I had was actually from Amazon that said I had a package that was one stop away, one lonely stop away. And since they're locking the front doors because of whatever freaking reason, I had to go out there and meet them. So not only did I go out there and get some of my better than good food, uh, fruity puffs, protein puffs, which are not carnivore diet, but they are keto for sure. Um, I made myself a cup of coffee. Hang on. Mm. I just spilled it on my balls. I'm not making this up. Oh, come on. Yeah, so that was my last text, and now I don't even know where the hell I'm at right now. Okay, here we go. Text, 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 text. Uh, I'm not going to make this in three minutes at all. Let's see. How do you feel about abortion? I think every person has their own right to think about whatever they want to think about. 
Do you like big crowds of people only if they're paying to see me do something, like sing or host something or whatever? Then I love big crowds of people. Otherwise, I hate big crowds of people. Do you believe in luck and miracles? I mean, luck and miracles are kind of the same thing. Uh, Miracles, no. Everything happens for a reason. Some things are miraculous that they happen. I wouldn't call them a miracle, though. Um, Luck. Life plays out like life plays out. We all need a little luck. Uh, What good thing has happened this summer? This summer? Um, Just on the road filming, man. As far as just me personally, if I'm being selfish. Yeah, I had a great summer. Mm. Uh, Would you kiss the last person you kissed again? I kissed my kid on the forehead, so yes, I would on the forehead. Don't want to make out with my kid. Uh, As far as someone I made out with, I don't even know who that was at this point. Um, Do you think there is life on other planets? Of course there is. It may not be something we can communicate with or see or understand, But, yeah, there's some kind of life out there. Do you still talk to your first crush? Who the hell was that? My first crush was uh, uh, Leah Thompson. Like, I've never talked to her. Uh, Like, first crush in person. I think her name was Angela Carroll. She was my first ever girlfriend. No, I haven't even, even know how I still remember her name, to be honest with you. Um, do you like bubble baths? Love them. Do you like your neighbors? <laughs> Actually, the lady that just moved in, she's cool. Uh, the other ones can go literally if they died like in a mass suicide and I just happened to stumble across like their bodies, I'd be like, oh, how unfortunate. Um, what are your bad habits? Eating and shopping. Where would you like to travel to? Everywhere. Do you have trust issues? Absolutely. Uh, favorite part of my daily routine. I'm doing it right now. Hang on. Mm. Sorry for the slurp. I know that drove me crazy too. What body part, what body part are you most comfortable with? As in to show people or to play with myself? Um, I'm comfortable with all body parts. I could lose another 20 pounds, but it's, uh, it's how we're 10 pounds at this point, but it's happening. What do you do when you wake up? I pee everywhere. Do you wish your skin was lighter or darker? No, nobody should. Are you most comfortable? Who are you most comfortable around? Mom and the kid. Um, Have any of your exes told you that they regret breaking up? They're never going to tell you that, but they all do. I mean, absolutely. Are you kidding me? They they think about it from that. That's their morning routine. They wake up, they think about me, they have coffee, then they pee. And uh, same with night. Do you, do you ever want to get married? No. Maybe when I'm 70 or something. Is your hair long enough for a ponytail? Has been, but no. Which celebrities would you like having a threesome with? Oh, man. Uh, Leah Thompson's still on that list. Uh, Lily Allen. Uh, she'd be up for it, right? Oh, man. I know a lot of people that know a lot of these people, so I, I, I can't mention any of the wrestlers because if somebody listens to this, it'll get back to them, which might be a good thing. Like, you know, Kayla Braxton, are you kidding me? Anybody know her? Pass, pass the word, please. Mm. Damn it. I keep slurping, but it's hot. Uh, anyway, spell your name with your chin. What? Spell your name with your chin. No, I don't even know what that means. 
Did you make up these questions? Oh, by the way, uh, Alex, did you make up these questions or did you just copy and paste them? Do you play sports? I was a pro wrestler, close enough. Would you la- rather live without TV or music? I mean, you can get music on TV, so yeah. Uh, not on MTV, not music television. You can't get music, but you can literally watch YouTube and watch every song ever created. So I'll just I'll keep TV. Have you ever liked someone and never told them all the freaking time? Are you kidding me? Um, who hasn't? What do you say during awkward silences? There are no awkward silences around me. There's, there's just not. And if I'm speaking to somebody, it'll have to be somebody I call a friend. And I don't consider people friends that would have awkward silences. So I don't say anything. I just talk. Do you think age matters in relationships? That's actually a really good question. Um, are you getting at something, Alex, who's a really, really beautiful girl? And then I'm not going to not tell you that. Mm. But you are very, very far away. Um, does age matter in relationships? I mean, extreme age differences, you won't have anything in common except for maybe sex and that's about it. Uh, and maybe if the guy or the girl's rich and the other one's living off of them. I, I like younger girls. The younger girls I meet like older guys. So it, it doesn't really matter. Just who gives a shit? Like, just if you see someone you like and they like you, then have fun. What are your f- favorite stores to shop in? Uh, I like thrift shops. Everyone knows that. I like antique stores. I like uh, I like food. So anything that has food, I like. I like fancy grocery stores. Like when you go in. And you're just like, wow, this place is cool. Like, there's a King Supers in here. Not not all the King Supers in Colorado, but there's one across town. You just walk in, you're like, damn. Uh, I like my little local Safeway down the street. Uh, I know everybody there, Derek and all the gang. Oh, man, I like uh, Whole Foods. I like Sprouts. I like, you know, for food, stuff like that. But otherwise, I like for clothes and everything. I, I go to antique stores and thrift shops and maybe Kohl's if I have to. Oh, okay, this is getting old. Uh Where the hell am I? What do you want to do after high school? (laughs) Okay, come on. You copied and pasted this one and didn't weed out the dumb questions. Uh, I'm doing what I wanted to do after high school. Do you believe everyone deserves a second chance? No. Depends on what they did wrong to uh, blow their first chance. If they're a pedophile or they're a rapist or a murderer or some criminal gangbanger or some right-wing fanatical radical nutcase then no you don't get a second chance fuck off die um if you fail a test (laughs) yes of course you need a second chance if you make a mistake in your relationship and you guys are married with kids of course second third fifth 20th chance whatever whatever it takes to figure it out if you're being extremely quiet what does it mean it means i'm probably asleep or editing do you smile at strangers? I do. I smile at everybody. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Hey, how's your day? I'm just that guy. They don't like it, then that's their problem. They have a problem, not me. Trip to outer space or bottom of the sea? Outer space, man. People have been to the bottom of the sea. Maybe people have been to outer space too, but how outer are we talking? And underwater, I don't know. The, the sense of drowning. And I, I guess you can drown in space too with all the chemicals and radiation and just the, the, the lack of oxygen. It's kind of the same thing, but if I'm properly equipped, I think I'd rather, I think I'd feel freer out in space. I don't know. 
Uh, do you want a roommate? I have one. He's 14 years old. He's my kid and my cat. She's 16 years old, so going on 17. Everyone's getting old. What are you paranoid about? Failing. Uh, what is the meanest thing someone has ever said to you? I don't know. People aren't really, uh, I mean, you know, you get dipshits that think they're tough. They're not. They're tough in their words. You get keyboard warriors all the time. I don't take offense to anything. So say whatever you want. If you don't like my TV shows, you don't like my music, you don't like my podcast, you don't like my books, whatever. You, I, don't, I don't care. Other people do. It's not for you then. There's people out there to eat squid and love it. When I was in Korea, they used to have dried squid on the side of the road. You can just buy a raw, just, just grab a handful of dried squid and just eat the crap out of it. I bought a bunch and hung them in my, uh, as a joke, hung them in all the launchers and Humvees and Hemet ammo trucks and all that. <clears throat> just as a joke. I don't, it was like 100 degrees in Korea. And I just <laughs> put them in there and it snuck so bad. <laughs> I never got busted on that either. Um, no, no, nobody says bad things to me anymore. And if they do, it's usually online. And if you're only, uh, if, if, if your courage only allows you to go so far as to talk to people online and say things, then you're, you're point, you're worthless. You're a loser. So I don't care anything about what you said. Uh, what's the nicest thing? Um, Brandon, you have a huge penis and oh my God, that's the best sex I've ever had. I may have dreamt that one, but, um, no, nicest thing. I mean, you know, standard stuff, girlfriends. Um, I love you is a very nice thing. I've heard that from a few people, not recently, but you know, <laughs> have you done, done is missing the letter E, but have you done something recently you hope no one finds out about. Oh, yeah, right before I started this podcast, I was beating my dick like it owed me money. I'm kidding. Oh, my God. No, I'm not, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it. I've never been caught jerking off, so uh, I'd rather people not. I mean, I've done it in front of other people on per request, but I've uh, never been caught. I think my mom thinks she caught me once, but I wasn't. Because I had to jerk the covers up real quick because I was playing with my LJN WWF wrestling action figures when she told me to put them away. So I yanked the covers up real quick, and when she opened the door, and uh, she, I remember she gave me this look like she thought I was doing something else, but I was not. I was playing with my action figures, not my action figure. Hmm. And number 50, this took a lot longer than three minutes. What language do you want to learn? All of them. I would love to learn all of them, but I don't want to take the time to do that. So if there's a way to put a microchip in my brain that teaches me all of that stuff, fantastic. Let's do it. I'll, uh, I'll start tonight. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There's another freaking page. I can't do another freaking page. Oh, especially when the first question is, what would you name your future daughter? <laughs> I didn't get a chance to name mine. I didn't know about my damn daughter. and Not my damn daughter, but I didn't know about her until like a few years ago when she's already in her mid-20s with a baby. Ah, oh, my God, I just did the worst thing ever. The, ah. All right, let me get in. Do you miss anyone? A lot of these are the same shit. What if I told you that you were pretty? Thank you. What if you did? 
Uh, ever been told it's not you, it's me? <laughs> Probably. What are you looking forward to in the next week? Uh, just uh, I, I can't I can't do these anymore. Thank you, Alex, for sending that uh, list. I'm not going to read any other mail because I just blew my load on that one, and I don't want to answer any more questions about myself probably ever again for at least another week. Let's talk about Ukraine. I have a man crush on Volodymyr Zelensky. Holy crap. Uh, as he rises in the, in the public eye around the world at this point, at first you're just like, okay, Seems like a nice guy who's really passionate about his country and is, you know, asking for help. We wish we could help them, but it doesn't make sense to help them. No offense, Ukraine. We're not going to start World War III uh, with nuclear bombs and all that stuff because of you. As awful as that is to say, uh, billions of lives as opposed to millions of lives. Oh, I got a text. Who could it be now? Oh, it's my friend Caitlin. She's really cute. Uh, and I don't mean to say that to objectify her. I'm just saying she's a really cute person. She's just like, like, uh, like if you see a kitten or a penguin walking around, like, I'm not saying she looks like a penguin. I'm just saying she's a cute person. She's a, an actor at the Goldfield Ghost Town. I should call her. Hang on. <laughs> just, I enjoy calling people out of nowhere. Can I call you for my radio show? She says it's really slow at the Goldfield Ghost Town in Phoenix, Arizona, right at the foot of the Superstition Mountains. I'd actually, she's also an actress and she's done a lot of stuff and uh, she's doing like acting at the Goldfield right now. We talked about doing a show together as well. Anytime I see somebody who I think is awesome, um, I, I don't care. It's, it's not about like, oh, my God, she's hot, or oh, my God, he's so handsome, or oh, my God, he's so popular. I, I really get a feel for people immediately. And uh, Katie is uh, just one of those people. You just meet them, and they're going, wow, like that's an outgoing, amazing personality. And... Uh, she hasn't responded yet, but we'll see. <laughs> and I, I'm, I just have, I believe, I will put myself over and say that I truly believe that I have a really good eye for talent. And uh, that's how I've met people like Chantel Danga, who uh, I'll actually be on live tonight with on um, YouTube and on the SITV Facebook pages uh, doing the game show with she's going to be on tonight. So that's really cool. Oh, she says, yeah. I may get people coming in, though. Yeah, that's all right. Let's give Katie Lynn a call. Hello. Hello? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. You are live on uh, my radio show here, and uh, so don't say anything, like, controversial. Okay. Like, don't start, like, talking about how you hate old people or something like that, you know? Oh, yeah. Because I know you do, and we have so many elderly listeners, and if they really knew how you truly felt about them, they would be upset. <laughs> so you are, are you at the Goldfield right now? I am, yes. Are you, I am are you dressed up? Here. Are you dressed up in that amazing outfit? 
Yes, I am dressed the part. <laughs> well, I was just talking about you, and I was talking about how uh, being in the entertainment business for so long that I uh, that I have been that I have a really decent eye for uh, not just talent, but just for like genuinely good people that would fit, you know, what I do. So that's why we talked and everything, and I uh, had had some good conversations about it. But um, you're acting right now. What are you doing? Are you up in the tower? I guess I am. I am up here at Lulu's Bordello. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yep. And, uh, you know, a basic day for me is walking through the house with people and teaching them about the working women of the Wild West, which was the oldest profession in the world. So you're dressed up, so as, think- as you put it, a lady of the night. That's right. Yes. So, because I said, "Hey, you're you're a prostitute, right?" <laughs> and you went, "No, Lady of the Night." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, yeah, sorry." I mean, I guess we're I all prostitutes in some way. Yeah, <laughs> it's very true, you know. <laughs> so tell me, give me the spiel. Give me the like, pretend like me and all of the viewer uh, viewers. I'm in television. Sorry, guys. All the listeners. Um, there's a thousand of us like packed into your your bordello. Give us the spiel. As if we're there with you. Like, we just walked in. You don't know us. We don't know you. We just see this amazing uh, woman dressed in these amazing clothes. And you're just, you're, give give it to us. Give it, give it to us hard. All right. Well, the first thing I'd say when you guys walk in is, hey, guys, welcome to Lulu's Bordello. My name is Kat. And I'm going to be your floozy today. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> And then, you know, I basically explain, um, you know, what a madam is, because these places were ran by a madam. Madam was kind of like a pimp, but, you know, a little bit softer on that side there. And then I go into pointing out some pictures, and these pictures have two ladies in them. And they're, you know, heavier set, because back then being skinny was a sign of being diseased and sickly. So I go on and I explain about their clothing and a really cool fun fact I like to talk about is the corsets that they wore. So back in the 1890s, they wore corsets made of whalebone and that whalebone eventually becomes brittle. So these women really had to keep an eye on their corsets because otherwise if they go to tie up the corset real tight in the back, well, that bone would snap and essentially just impale them in the sides. Oh, yeah. And that was like a, like a reoccurrence for them. There's a lot of things that were marked in history as far as that goes. Did you ever see the movie, uh, a million ways to die in the West? I have not. Oh, you, know, you got to watch it. pointed that out. Yeah, I need to watch it. Like, I feel like that would be really good <laughs> to see, especially with what I do for a living. Yeah, that just seems like another way you could just die in the West. Like some mm-hmm. stupid thing that just, uh, you know, would never even be thought of nowadays. Yeah, I could just imagine it. Wow, so, how did so, she die? So oh, who comes to Goldfield? Talk about the whole Goldfield ghost town. Okay. Um, so, you know, we get a lot of people out here that just want to find something fun to do, you know, outside of the normal and Goldfield ghost town was a active mining town in the 1890s. And there's quite a bit of history out here. When you get to, you know, Goldfield, you don't have to pay uh, to park. You don't have to pay for like an admission. It's free to come in. You just walk around town and pay for what you want to do. Now we do have some amazing tours out here. We do have a mine tour, which is really cool. It takes you underground for 
for 25 minutes and the guides tell you all about how they got the gold out of the mine way back then, which is really, really cool. I do recommend that. Um, we also have a train ride, which is really cool. Um, it takes you a mile and a half around the outskirts of town, and it is beautiful. It is called the Scenic Railroad for a reason, and it is fully narrated, which I find to be super fun. And then my personal favorite out here is the Mystery Shack, and that is a crooked house of illusions. Um, it's just fun. You know, water runs uphill. You're at an angle, so you're slightly a little bit disoriented and it's really cool. I don't even know how to explain it. You just have to experience it for yourself. I almost lost my coffee in that mystery shack. Like it was just <laughs> disorienting. I'm like, okay. I mean, I get it how, what it is, you know, it's just on the side of a hill and everything is kind of built. I, I get it, but it's just like, it doesn't make it any better for your brain. It's like, you're just walking not through and you're just like, okay, I'm going to, this is not okay. It's like when I was a kid, I would ride those rides that would just spin you in circles and, you know, all that stuff like at amusement parks and the things that make you stick to the wall because they're spinning so fast. If I did that now, if I did that now, I would just, it would be so awful. It would be the worst thing that's ever happened to me at this point. But I fell in love uh, with ghost, uh, with the ghost town, the Goldfield ghost town. It's at the foot of the Superstition Mountains. Uh, that That's the reason I went out there. It was about... But a couple months ago, I was uh, in, in Phoenix, and I was just, I, I, I've been to the Superstition Mountains before at sunset, and I said, I'm going to go hiking at sunrise. So I did. And then on the way back, it was wonderful. It was beautiful, whatever. And then on the way back, I saw the ghost town. I'm like, well, what the hell is this? And it was like 8 in the morning, so it wasn't open yet. So I was just walking around going, am I supposed to be here? <laughs> like, what is going on with this place? And then everyone started filtering in. I got to know a few people, and I called Bob, the owner. And I said, dude, I got to come back, or I'm going to be back in like in a month and a half. I have to film this place for a show called On the Roadside, maybe other things in the future. And then it happened a month and a half later. So uh, we got the film there. I got to meet you. I, I pretty much know everybody who works there now. Uh, the, the crazy guy, uh, what's his name in the, in the restaurant, the steakhouse, uh, Oh, uh, Dan? Cowboy Dan. Cowboy Dan. Yes. Yeah. Cowboy Dan. He bought me yes. dinner. Like I got to hang out with Bob. He was awesome. Uh, I can't wait to put this, this show together. We're, we're waiting for another shoot before we put everything together. Um, but it's so cool. It's just, if you like history, cool. It's there. If you like food, cool. It's there. Cause if you like little shopping, like I'm a shopaholic. So you got like the salsa thing, which I spent 50 freaking dollars in the salsa store. I bought, you know, just stuff that I don't need. <laughs> you know, but I, I, just, I just like, oh, I got to have that. And then you're in the car later going, why the hell did I buy this? Like, I, so, yeah, I just it's just such a cool little awesome place. If you're anywhere near Arizona, by all means, uh, hit the Goldfield Ghost Town. Look it up first. Get your tickets, whatever. I, I, there's no tickets, I guess. But uh, just plan your itinerary you could be there for hours and not see everything but yeah yeah we're we're open from 10 a.m to 5 p.m and um if you know tours aren't your thing i mean we have so much more to do we have jeep rides and horseback riding and zip line um you know there's so much to do for everybody and i just think it's so awesome and we're open every single day of the year except for thanksgiving and christmas and they have a bordello yeah. with the the awesome and beautiful katie lynn up there Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Come take a tour for me. Um, you know, it's, it's real, it's a real good time. <laughs> it is super fun. It won't disappoint you. 
And if you like ice cream, Goldfield's oh, another great place for that because God, we have the, the ice cream parlor here. I got some of that. I'm like, I think I told you I'm like on this strict ass diet and I failed miserably. I only took like three bites of it. <laughs> like I paid like five <laughs> bucks for a cone of ice cream and took three bites and had to throw it away. Uh, but the praline and caramel, whatever the hell one I got was just incredible. But anyways, that's the Goldfield. You are not just a lady of the night at the Goldfield Ghost Town. You also are an actress. You've done stuff. You're from California. I feel like I know way too much about you right now. Um, (laughs) Talk about the stuff that you've been doing. That's that's the important stuff. Um, All right. Well, you know, I started modeling when I was 14 years old. Um, I was published in 28 magazines and four international magazines. Um, Along the way, I decided that I wanted to take it a step further and start actually acting and utilizing my talent. Um, so I wound up moving, um, out to Los Angeles. I was living in Burbank. Um, I started doing commercials and music videos and then I got on the TV show Grey's Anatomy, which was really, really cool. Um, after that, you know, I kind of just bounced around and took every opportunity that I had going for me. Um, you know, I grew up in dance, so I was used to being like on a stage in front of people or in front of a camera. So it wasn't too nerve wracking for me. Being on a real movie set is a lot different than being on a stage, though. I will say that. <laughs> but, you know, I, I found it really fun. And I, it's just something that I love. It's a passion of mine. And, you know, that's another reason why I love being, you know, the lady of the night up here is because I get to act that out. I get to, you know, give that person an experience that really just you know, just doesn't match up to anything else that they've experienced before. And I think that's so awesome. And being an actress, you know, it's, it's a hard life. It's not something that, you know, is just handed to you. You really have to work for it. And I worked really hard, um, on getting the things that I have been in. Um, and I'm still doing that. I'm still looking for opportunities. I'm still, you know, going to auditions and doing different things. The other day I actually recorded a monologue, so I'm pretty proud of that. And, um, go ahead and recite it. Recite it? Yeah, recite it. Go ahead. Oh, no. It was the worst of times. It was the best of times. (laughs) Exactly. Is that what it was? You just. (laughs) Yes, it was very similar to that. That that was like dead on right there. Oh, perfect. (laughs) You had a little English accent, a little tone in the back. It was the worst of times. Um, It was the worst of times. (laughs) I have have three books published, and each one of my uh, publishers, they want me to do a audiobook for it. It is wow. the hardest freaking th- I'm like you. I can be in front of everyone in the world like and do a silly dance and tell a joke or sing a song, whatever. I have no problem with that stuff. I can be on this podcast which only has like, you know, a thousand people that listen to it, but I have no problem talking to these people without editing anything or stopping or going. I can host TV shows. I can sing in bands. And I've done all this stuff my entire life. I've been a pro wrestler. I'm not bragging. I'm just setting a tone here. But when it comes to reading my own damn book, which I wrote for an audio format, I suck. It's the worst. It's And I've done voiceovers for commercials and things like that. Like, come on down to Pruitt Ford, you know, stuff like that. But when it's like the whole book and I'm just... I get lost, and then I realize I can't read. Like, I, <laughs> when did I when did I lose the ability to freaking read? I can't even put these words. My like, eyes are blurring all the sentences together, and it's just oh. So I had to do it like at like twenty minutes at a time, which took forever on the first book. But I get what you're saying, though. It's that is a talent that people take for granted. 
Oh yeah. No, reading, you know, if you, if you don't read constantly, like it does kind of slip away from you a little bit. Like I tried to read some articles researching for the job that I have. And so I'm, you know, I'm always researching new things and trying to find different ways to switch up my tours and stuff. And I swear, I tried to read one of the articles out loud. I could not like, you know, like I'm good at talking, but when it comes <laughs> to reading, I'm right there with you. I can't, <laughs> I don't know if I could I do cue cards, cue cards, like, like on Saturday night live. I mean, they're not, you know, calling me every day to host the show, but I can't imagine if I ever, if I ever had to host Saturday Night Live or something like it and someone had cue cards in front of me, I'd be like, obviously like staring way too hard at the cards. Like, uh, welcome to Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Uh, my name is, uh, yeah, it's so hard. What was your monologue about? Um, so I actually did a monologue, um, from a scene from La La Land with Emma Stone and um, it's one of my favorites. It's the I'm not good enough speech. And she talks about how she doesn't think she's good enough. And, you know, her her friend had came and told her that, oh, you know, this lady saw your your show and she really liked it. And she wants you to come in for an audition. And she just doesn't really believe in herself. And that kind of struck me close to home because, you know, after a while, you do get frustrated. I mean, not every audition's a yes. Most of them are no's, and you get the few yeses, you know, here and there. And it really does get discouraging. So that really hit me hard. And, you know, I was like, this is going to be the perfect the perfect monologue because she goes through so many emotions in the five minutes that she's talking. She goes from laughing to being upset to being kind of angry to just being very serious. And I, I think that really is a great showcase of you know that type of acting where you can just like like you're almost like a chameleon like you can just go from one emotion to the next and execute it perfectly like I thought that was awesome so that's why I chose that one um isn't it the worst thing isn't it the worst thing in the world when you know that you're good enough and nobody else can see that it's the worst how important is having thick ass skin in the entertainment business it's very important. You know, it's not for the faint of heart. I mean, if you go into an audition and you're so excited and you've got your hopes up and you think like, okay, I've got this, I've got this, you know, you don't always got it. And it's not necessarily anything that has to do with your talent, but it has to be, you know, something that, you know, maybe they're not looking for that type of look, or maybe, you know, they're just looking for something a little different. And sometimes that really does get like kind of disappointing. And to have thick skin in the entertainment industry is important, you know, because, it's not just you out there. I mean, it's thousands of people that want the same thing. And you just got to really know that, you know, you're worth it. The, the harder you try, the more opportunities you'll have, um, that you never give up. Perseverance in the entertainment industry is very important as well. Because um, if you don't have perseverance and you don't have that confidence, well, it's not going to go very well, you know? And that's something that I learned because when I first went into it, I was super naive. I thought I was just the shit, you know what I mean? And I kept, I kept going for it. I kept failing. And I eventually, you know, after years of doing it, it made me realize that, no, it's not all about your, your talent. It's also about your personality and who you are and how confident you are in yourself, knowing that you're going to reach your goals and become successful doing it. Um, and so, you know, having thick skin in this, in this industry is very, very, very important, I'd say, but that comes with experience, you know? Oh, absolutely. And you're such a good talker though. That's what struck me about you. Uh, when I, again, I am on a hundred percent 
24-7 talent search. That is basically a part of my DNA at this point. Whenever I talk to someone, I could be at the freaking grocery store, you know, going through all the different fancy cheeses, like, oh, look at this, a nice burrata, nice. And then, you know, <laughs> talking to somebody, I don't care who they are, what they look like, where they came from. And if they strike me in a certain way, that is somebody I'm like, okay, first of all, I have to know you forever. Um, secondly, we have got to go do something. I just had this experience, um, just, just the other day at, at funny enough, Whole Foods, I was talking to some guy and, uh, we just started, uh, he was buying, uh, I don't know. We were talking about brioche bread somehow, a complete stranger, you know? So <laughs> like, hey, do you, I see you like brioche. It's the best bread. Oh my God. It's the best bread. And we just started talking and his voice and his inflection and his way, like you just doubled back and answered the question at the end of your statement. You don't even realize you did that. But to me, that strikes me as like, oh my God, she can talk. She's like, you know, she's organized in her responses, which is amazing. Nobody, nobody's like that anymore. People just mumble and like, yeah, yeah, that's what I hear from most. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mumble for sure. (laughs) There's days where people are like, what did you just say? I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. (laughs) But you know what I'm getting at. So anyway, so yeah, I, you know, I got a guy's number at Whole Foods, you know, take that however you want it. But, um. It's just, and when I met you, I felt the same way. I'm like, wow, look at her. She's just like doing this cool stuff and she can speak so well. And yeah, this is why I stayed in touch with you. So I wanted you uh, to know that. And yeah, the entertainment business, uh, I always kind of, uh, it's basically making a living playing the lottery. Does that make sense? It really, it really is. That is a great analogy, actually. I I got turned down for everything as a pro wrestler. I never made it to WWE, just little short little shots here and there as a musician. I never got a big record deal from singing songs. So, you know, all my records are independently released as an author. Guess what? I got published once and now I'm doing independent authoring. So yeah, I, if you, I could look at that as, okay, I failed there, failed there, failed there, failed there from someone else's perspective. But to me, I got a freaking album out that you can buy on Amazon. I got or on iTunes or whatever. I got books out that you can sell on Amazon. I got 20 years of being a pro wrestler. You know, I've been on stages. I'm just that's the way I look at success. I'm, you know, a side TV. I, I guess what? You don't want me on Netflix? Okay, fine. I'll build my own freaking Netflix. That's just the way I look at everything. And I may not make trillions right. of dollars and all that stuff, but you and I we we can relate because just because your opinion is something doesn't mean that I can't have a better opinion of myself and have loftier goals. What are your lofty goals? Oh, my lofty goals. They um, have to be lofty. Don't, don't mention any goals uh, like, that aren't lofty. Definitely lofty goals. <laughs> so I think one of my most loftiest goals, um, I mean, it, it always has been my goal but ultimate success and financial stability. I mean, those two things, it, it would just be so incredible um, to see. And it does take a lot of time and it does take a lot of effort. And I mean, you know, I'm not thinking it's going to happen, you know, a couple days from now, a couple weeks from now, or even years from now, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta keep pushing at it. And I think one of my, my biggest goals is to have like a nice house, you know, where I feel comfortable and, and just be financially sound where I don't have to worry about what's happening around me really, because I know that I'm going to be okay. And right now, you know, times are so uncertain. Everything is so uncertain right now. And it has been since 2020, you know, with the pandemic and now with this war going on and everything. Um, so it's just, 
you know, I feel like financial stability is a lofty goal because not everybody's certain of what's going to happen. And I just, I don't know. Maybe that's, I don't know. That's how I look at it, I guess. Well, how do you spell um, lofty? <laughs> I would say. L-O-F-T-Y? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever I said the word lofty this many times, if ever even spoken that word before, but it's, I think it's, it's in my vocabulary word. now. Yeah. Here's lofty. the thing. You are currently, I mean, your job right now at the Goldfield, it, it's an acting job. You know, it's really mm-hmm. no different. Can you even, because I ask myself this question all the time, can you even imagine having a typical nine to five or whatever the hours are? digging a hole or answering phones for a company or putting boxes in boxes for Amazon. Could you imagine having like a secretary job or even, you know, anything that, and I don't want to say normal people as if we're not normal, but just the standard nine to five job. Could you even imagine that right now? And I mean, I can't, (laughs) I cannot, I can't like punch a clock and, you know, I had a job for like a week like five to six years ago when I hit a rough spot where I was like polishing tools. Yeah. Like it was a grinder and a sander and you just, and that was it. And I was the most miserable son of a bitch you'd ever meet in your life that I had to wake up at 6am and go do that with my time. Can you imagine having a job like that? Like a typical job? No, you know, I used to have jobs like that when I was, when I was younger, I, I even worked at Target. That was like one of my first jobs. I totally And I at absolutely <laughs> despised it. Oh my goodness. It's I the worst. could not deal with it. What did and you do at Target? Now, so I was just like a like a sales associate. Like I would walk around in full clothes and have a little team meetings every 30 minutes and, and, and just kind of fix the store. Yeah, I wore the red shirt with the name tag. It was ridiculous. Um so I just, you know, I look at my job now and I think, yeah, I don't know if, if, you know, anything were to ever happen. Um, I, I don't really think I would, I don't know. I feel like I'm spoiled. Like, that's what I feel like. I feel like I'm spoiled because I have this awesome job and it doesn't feel like a nine to five. It, it doesn't feel like just like, Oh, I got to go to work today. It's more or less like, cool. I get to go to work today. I'm gonna go teach some people some history, you know? And I feel like if I were to do a nine to five, Oh my gosh, I don't even know. That would be horrible. I would probably be miserable as well. I mean, honestly. <laughs> and here's the thing. I don't want people that have those jobs to feel bad about them. It's just, no. it's a different, we're a different species than other people. It's, yeah, we're still humans. We have the same somewhat DNA, but I, they can't imagine doing what we do. I mean, maybe they'll think about it, and but they, they can't do it because we're all meant to do something. And I think people like well, yourself and my, myself, we're, we're doing it. Yeah. Well, this is how I look at it, Brandon. You know, I feel like it doesn't matter what anybody does. As long as you like what you do and you enjoy it, like you thoroughly enjoy it. It's not a job. It could be from nine to five or eight to four or anything like that. But if you enjoy what you're doing, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You're doing what you want to do and that you like to do. And I feel like that's very important. And that differentiates from like a you know, a job to whatever you enjoy doing, like a career or things that you could build up to a career. And that's how I look at it. I've always looked at it that way. You know, do you get and, a lot of people, um, talking to you? Cause I get this all the time that wish that, that they, they hate their jobs and they just go, man, I wish I could just find something like what you're doing. And then, you know, like, it's not work what we do, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, 
I mean, people just think I'm inherently rich or something like, oh, come on, man, I'm struggling just like everyone else, but I enjoy Mm -hmm. my freaking life. And like you just said, you enjoy your life. How frustrating is it when you hear people, and I I get it, people have kids, they have situations that we can't comprehend, whatever, Uh, they're stuck in their, you know, their, their, their realm of existence and... But does it drive you crazy when you see people that just wish for things and they never do any work to make it happen? How often do you get that? You know, especially like not even with the job I have now, but like with the entertainment industry, I saw that all the time, you know, because people move out to Los Angeles. They want to they want to make it big. They want to be successful in what they're doing, but they don't really have driver gumption to do so. And, you know, you have to have those things in order to succeed in what you want to do, whether it's acting or gardening or construction or anything like that. You have to have that drive and gumption to do so. You can't just sit back and think it's going to be handed to you. And I, you know, I feel like some people, they think that way. And it does frustrate me because, you know, if I was handed everything, you know, and it was just, you know, given, right. I, I just don't feel like I would feel satisfied with what I was doing, I feel like I would still feel that like there was a hole somewhere inside where it's like, well, maybe I don't, I don't deserve this. Or maybe I, you know, I should work harder, you know? And when I hear people say like, Oh no, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to work because of this and that, or no, nah, I'm just going to sit back and see what happens. Like that kind of, that kind of stuff does frustrate me, you know? Cause I always feel like people should work hard at what they're doing. People should, you know, be confident in who they are and what they're doing. Um, you know, to make it and succeed. So yeah, that does frustrate me quite a bit. What's the most inappropriate thing? <laughs> I like to ask these questions because I'm a, I'm an asshole, whatever. Um, what's the most inappropriate thing? Because you are discussing, you know, sex work from the, the way back when. What is the most inappropriate thing that somebody has come up? Because I, I, they do serve alcohol on premises. Uh, <laughs> I just have to know what is like the thing that makes you roll your eyes every time you hear it. And I'm sure you hear it time and time again at at the job at the Goldfield. You are completely cutting out. I didn't hear like half that last question. Oh man, it, it might sucks. be where I'm at. Cause you know, I'm in the middle of the desert. So well, I'll ask again. Can, <laughs> can you hear you me? Ask me one more time. Yeah. Well, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Yes. What is the most inappropriate thing yes, that, it, that you keep getting asked time and time again, because you are, talking about sex work from, you know, the past, there's got to be some stupid thing that stupid Mm. people say time and time again, that this makes you roll your eyes. You know, honestly, there's two things. So, you know, bordellos and and brothels, they're actually still running and working in different countries. Um, They they do have things like that out there, as we do here in the outskirts of Las Vegas and Pahrump as well. Um, So sometimes I get people up here and they are from somewhere else or whatever, and they think that this is a real place. (laughs) And so sometimes they'll be like, well, how much? They'll be like, how much is it, you know, for this and that? I'm like did you not read the sign on the door? I'm like, but wait, like I'm just doing tours. Like I'm not that person guys. Like, no, no, no. You know, and that makes me roll my eyes quite a bit. And then the other thing that I get asked quite often, because there's a part where I talk about contraceptives of the 1800s. And when I tell them about it, they're like, okay, like, well, I guess that hurts or, you know, these girls are dirty or whatever. And I'm like, no, they're not dirty. You got to think back in the 1800s, they didn't have, you know, you know, condoms and things like that to where, 
it, it was just normal like it is today. And it wasn't like that. So like when people make rude comments about the girls' lives back then, that does make me roll my eyes too. So you have kind of a, a so. connection to these women from the past. To the point where you defend them. Yeah, I do, because they were really like the glue that held these types of towns together. Yeah, you know, they were like the glue for these towns. There was really no women. So the women that were there, I I think, deserve respect, you know? And some so, of them, some of them just, were... That's just my thought. And from, from what I've learned over different projects, and some of them were richer than most of the men in town. Like, they had all the control. Are you getting customers? Yeah, pretty much. You know, men did have control back then in those in those times. If a woman was where... Uh-oh. And, you know, it, it was like that for them. And so, you know, did you did I cut out? Can you hear me? Yeah, you cut out for like two seconds. But are you getting customers over there? Cause, uh, oh, okay, good. Yeah, I am, actually. Oh, okay. Well, you get to work and you go sell some, some history... <laughs> and uh, look awesome doing it. And thank you so much for having a conversation. This was fun. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me on here. And I hope you and the rest of the viewers have a wonderful day. Well, now I got to go watch Grey's Anatomy to go find out what episode you're on. So, yeah. I will never tell. I never tell. <laughs> I haven't even watched my own episode. I'll never tell. But you guys try to find me. That's fine. Oh, great. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like a scavenger hunt now. Cool. Cool. Well, I'll talk to you soon. You take care. All right. You too. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Katie's awesome, man. I uh, am a big fan of, uh, I become instant fans of people. I talk to them, like I said, all the time. I meet people here and there. It doesn't, doesn't matter where. And uh, she's just one of those people. I think I met like three or four at the Goldfield Ghost Town, but she's the one I kept in touch with the most. Uh, the other guy I told you at uh, Whole Foods, my brioche brother, um, he started talking about, uh, he asked me, now that I have a little more clarity, uh, he asked me what the logo on my shirt was or my hoodie at the time. And I told him all about a side TV. So very eloquently, he wanted to do a show about, uh, about black history. And for me, I'm not, I don't want political stuff. I don't want like, in, if I was to make a, a one sheet about what a side TV is, it's about fun and telling stories and I don't want to push anyone's agenda. I don't want to be against anyone's agenda. I am not that guy who's like, Oh, you're black and you're Chinese and you're native American. And you're, I'm not, I don't give a, I don't care. But the way that this guy explained it to me made me care a little bit. We've talked before about everyone's got their own struggle. Everyone's got their own agenda. Everyone, Blah, 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 blah. Everyone has a social media soapbox where they stand on it and they preach to the world. Everyone thinks that they matter. Um, and I'm that kind of guy that's, we're a small floating blue rock in an endless universe and none of us matter. <laughs> I mean, literally, we can be brushed off like dandruff at any time. A meteorite could come smash into the earth, turn us into a cold ass rock. And then, uh, yeah, then what matters? Uh, but I get it. While we're alive, we're trying to leave legacies down. We have children. We have our inner circles. We have There's love in the world. I, I understand it. And, but this the way he explained it to me made me really want to do it. Will it happen? I have no idea. Um, he wanted to... Uh, I just stepped on my cat. Sorry, cat. Uh, <clears throat> but I, I don't look at a side TV and go, oh, I need more black people. I need more Asians. I, need, I, I don't do that. Uh, as we grow... 
I'm sure that'll become more of an issue. And I, I don't look at the roster of personalities on my network for what they look like. I just don't. Um, I look at people like Katie and go, hey, wow, like I want to take her on the road and go discover small towns with her or something and just listen to her talk about them. Uh, I just think that would be amazing. And this guy, I didn't think about a black history thing. I thought about more of a, you know, let's go around and talk about bread or <laughs> whatever. Whatever that guy wants to talk about, it's going to be interesting because he's such a good talker. And, you know, I, I don't care if someone's fat or skinny or male or female, gay or straight or trans or I don't give a shit. I, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't know if it's my upbringing. I don't know if it's that I grew up in the 80s where I watched Richard Pryor and George Carlin and, you know, Sam Kennison and heard the worst possible things put into joke format. I grew up idolizing Cheech and Chong and I never looked at them as Mexicans. I just didn't. I looked at them as funny. I never looked at Monty Python as, you know, British people. I looked at them as freaking hilarious. And I took all of these cultural influences and that's who I am. I don't look at Louis CK as a white guy. And I don't look at any of the, I don't, the bands that I listen to, I don't care who the hell's playing those instruments and singing those songs. I don't care. I mean, I become fans of them and I idolize them as humans because of their t character action and skill. I didn't care that Michael Jackson was black at one point. Uh, <laughs> I know I'm, I'm joking, but I, I just don't, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Um, the only time I'm forced to care is when people that shove it in your face and they're like, you will care about my struggle. You will care about my culture. You will no, no, I'll stand up for you if you're the underdog. And if you're being trampled by, you know, like the native Americans at standing rock, of course I support them. Am I going to put my inner circle on hold and you know, the needs of the people that need me on hold for your struggle? No, I'm not. Nobody should do that, but we should definitely say, uh, I support you. You know, which does nothing, donate money, whatever it, thoughts and prayers do nothing. Like, what are we doing as a society? We think we know what we're talking about, but we're all just doing the same dumb shit time and time again. It's a circle of ignorance. And I don't even know how I got to this point. And what am I talking about right now? I don't know. It's been an hour and six minutes at this point. Uh, I didn't expect to interview Katie Lynn. I'm glad we did. She's amazing. I really want to work with her. Uh, on something, uh, let her figure that out. Um, she's just a, just a good, cool person, man. Just a genuine cool person from what I know. I, I, like I said, she could really hate elderly people. Who knows? She could despise them. She might go to like retirement homes and like as soon as like those sliding doors open, like they see Katie Lynn and all the old people start freaking out. A couple have heart attacks because they know, they know Katie Lynn's going to freak up their world, man. She's just going to bitch smack them and push their wheelchairs down the hallway and just, you know, knock their food off the table and spill their prune juice on the carpet. Katie Lynn is an elderly person's biggest nightmare. That could be true. I don't know. I don't know her that well, but I don't think that it is. Um, if there's elderly people listening right now and you have a picture of Katie Lynn on your like retirement home wall, like do not admit with a big circle and a slash red, whatever, then let me know. Cause I'll cease working with her. I'll, I'll change my opinion immediately, but I don't think that's the case. Um, 
<laughs> Sorry, Katie. I'm just being an, like I said, I'm an asshole. Um, but what else? I was going to talk about the war in Ukraine. I think I pretty much covered it uh, last week. You know, I started talking about Zelensky, didn't I? And I just went off. Is that when Katie texted me? I don't remember. <laughs> I'm very bad at this today. Sometimes I have like podcasts and I and I hit stop and I'm like, damn, that was freaking good. Wow. But outside of like Katie, like this has been just gibberish and nonsense. And um, I will say tonight there will be more gibberish and nonsense. I'm doing a live game show called The Top Nines on the Asai TV YouTube page. A-S-Y TV. Go on YouTube. Look it up. You'll see our logo. And you'll see that... Uh, at 7 o'clock tonight, 7 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, and whatever the hell Pacific is, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we are going to do the top nines. I've got my three guests lined up, and they're awesome people. Uh, i got my three guests for next week lined up. I, but tonight's topic is the top nine famous people that you would bring back from the dead. And what we do is we all get our own individual top nines and then we argue and fight and it's a bloodbath and we decimate everyone's lists. And then we argue until we get an ultimate top nine list of the people, the famous people that we would bring back from the dead. That's going on tonight live on uh, the Asai TV YouTube page and the Asai TV Facebook page and my personal Facebook page too. So check that out. Uh, be a part of the discussion. If we have ties, uh, we, we, we want your input. You're the tiebreaker. And it's just, uh, it's a fun little thing we do. Just getting some friends together. I get to have, <clears throat> I have a lot of different facets of my life. So like tonight we got Chantel Danga uh, from A Call to Adventure, SITV. We got Vinny Vineyard from Wrestling with Ghosts and a bunch of freaking silly movies. And we got Brandon Mays, who's my book publisher. Uh, these three and myself, we're all going to fight it out, possibly to the death. I, I don't know. I mean, there could be, uh, I mean, it's online. It is like a streaming thing, so we can't really physically interact. But we could say some hurtful things that... Uh, you know, words can be like poison and we may actually kill each other compiling this uh, list. And if I die, I hope that I end up on the list so they could bring me back from the dead. All of this could happen live tonight <laughs> and you could watch it. Uh, anyway, I'm excited about that. And I usually try to keep these podcasts for a while there. I was doing like two or three hour podcasts and, oh man. But I will say this about, uh, oh, I'm getting, ooh, 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 ooh. Here we go. Hello? This is Michael, and I'm giving you a call from the dealer service center. We recently noticed that your car's extended warranty was about to expire. Oh, I got it. I wanted to give you one final courtesy call <gasps> before your warranty expires and your coverage is voided. Oh, really? This would make you financially responsible for all service repairs. I bet it would. Press 1 now if you wish to extend or reinstate your car's warranty. Oh, let's Once again, do it. press one now or press two to be placed on the DNC. Oh. You are now being placed on the do not call list. Oh, we damn it. I meant it. to hit one so I could uh, have a discussion, maybe even renew my warranty, which is nowhere near uh, expiring. So anyways, I screwed that up. I was going to have some fun with these people. I'm getting a lot more messages. Oh, Vinny Vineyard sent me his top nine list, so... Uh, yeah, this is going to be fun tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
Vladimir, who I just um, learned how to say that, Vladimir, which is a cool name. It's a lot better than Vladimir. Uh, Vladimir Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, is quickly becoming a hero. Um, I got started talking about this before, Katie, whatever, but um, I, I, I'm trying to find bad things about this guy before I publicly announce him as uh, kind of a hero. The dude was an actor. He was a stand-up comic. He was a comedic actor. He had TV shows um, that, ironically, were filmed in Russia. He actually played on one of his TV shows a comedic version of the Ukrainian president, ultimately getting elected as the actual Ukrainian president. He was on Dancing with the Stars, like the Russian version of that. This guy... Even if he didn't go through all of this, is awesome. Why can't the United States? Can, can, can seriously? Okay, let's say the worst case scenario: you, Ukraine falls, Russia takes over. Boom! We have to. He says he's going to go down with his ship. I don't want him to. Okay, like, can we bring him here and then give him citizenship and let him run for office here, please? I know that's illegal. You have to be born in the United States. Whatever. That's why Arnold Schwarzenegger isn't president. He probably would have been. Um, this guy's awesome. I, I hate. And I, I have a lot of friends. I'm not going to say a lot of friends. I'm talking like six. Uh, there's a Ukrainian television thing over there, which I'm hoping is not the one that just got bombed. Uh, I have friends over there, and they're all amazing. And honestly, some of the most beautiful women in the world are Ukrainian women. Oh, my goodness. I have a had, I think I talked about this last week, I had a uh, long distance, like maybe someday type relationship with one named Micah and just unbelievably beautiful. We had some amazing conversations and I can't get a hold of her. Um, I talked to her two months ago just on a, what's it called? Not, not WhatsApp, but the other one. Telegram or something like that, the one where you can call and leave little messages and stuff. I don't know her enough to be like gravely concerned. I'm sure she's fine. Um, everyone else at that TV network over there that we were planning on working together never happened, but you know, one out of 10 things happen. I'll talk about 10 different projects with 10 different people and one of them will happen. That's just how this business is. Oh, but damn it. Um, this Zelensky guy, he's everything that I wish the American president would be. Yes, Biden last night on his State of, Adri- State of the Union address, uh, he kicked a little ass, you know, fumbled over his words, but he's an old guy. He's always had a speech impediment. If you fault for some, somebody for having a speech impediment, then you're an asshole. And of course, that's what the right wing freaking fanatical radical dipshits are going to do. I didn't watch the Republican response because it's always really stupid. Um, You know, Biden, say what you want about the guy. Yes, I voted for Biden because he was going against the biggest orange piece of shit turd you've ever freaking come across in American politics. I am not a Biden fan. But name one thing that he said last night in his State of the Union address that was deplorably impossible or gross or annoying or 
He's had a bunch of great things that he wants to do that are okay. Yeah, we got to rebuild the infrastructure. Absolutely we do. Yes, we need equal pay and uh, we need better policies for mothers and fathers with daycare and and all of these things. And I, I, I don't want to give you a list because we'll be here for another hour, but I was waiting. I, I'm looking at the, the dipshits, the McConnells and the the Marjorie's and the freaking, uh, what's that dumb shit from Colorado who's actually really cute, but she's an asshole. Um, Bieber, Bobber, Bobbit, whatever. I don't know. Um, I'm looking at them in the crowd and they're all shaking their heads and making faces and they're screaming out things disrespectfully, like shoot them in the head at this point. So disrespectful. I don't get it. What did they say? Like, okay, yes, there are concerns about how we would pay for all of these things. There are concerns uh, that the rich elites have, of course, and the rich people are the ones that are getting these assholes elected and keeping them, you know, through lobbyism and all this. It's, dude, we know what's going on. We know the faults of this freaking country and we don't do a goddamn thing about it. Much like we can't do a damn thing out to help Zelensky. We can't. Uh, I would love every time they show that 40 mile kilometer or whatever convoy of Russian soldiers and vehicles, I would love it if the United States would just go through there with a couple bombers and freaking turn that shit into dust. But then again, no, I wouldn't because these are freaking teenagers in those trucks. These are in their early 20s. These are Russian soldiers that don't even know what the hell they're doing. You can't hold this against the Russian people. You can't even hold it against the Russian military. Not until they pull the trigger or flick the switch. You can't hold it against the people of Russia. I know amazing people in Russia. I know amazing Russians that are here. They're, you can't do that. Even back in the 80s when we were so afraid of the, the big mushroom cloud going to appear any minute now, we were paranoid at all freaking times and are trying to bring that back now, aren't they? You cannot hold it against the people of Russia. You can't. Even when we are at war with, you know, Afghanistan and Iraq, you cannot hold it against those people. Some of the most amazing people I've ever met and filmed and told their stories have been from Iran and Saudi and uh, Afghanistan. You can't hold it against the people, not the actions of their government. And I'm afraid because America is, the United States is fucking stupid. I'm afraid that, you know, just like, with the virus, you know, oh, all of a sudden, all Chinese people are bad. No, you fucking idiot. Excuse my French. Just like when the French, when France wouldn't let us fly over France to go bomb Libya. Guess what? We, uh, we're not going to call them French fries. We're going to call them freedom fries. Yeah. That's that Trumpy bullshit. That's that redneck, radical, fanatical, biblical, evangelical bullshit. You have nothing in your life, so you have to create an attachment to this issue. And I'm going to talk about freedom. Oh, shut the hell up. You don't even know what freedom is. None of us are free. Look up the definitions of interest and debt, and you want to tell us that we're free? No. We're freer than other countries. Yes, I can drive border to border. I can go pretty much anywhere in the world right now, buy a plane ticket. I can run out the freaking... In and out burger down the street or Culver's or something like that and grab a burger. I can grab 15 burgers. Yeah, the United States takes care of its citizens way better. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. 
we don't have universal health care. Once that happens and we get universal education, then yeah, I can say that we take uh, better care of our civilians than anybody, but not until then. Um, but it's still pretty damn good here, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty good here. But we're not free people. Give me a break. Go, go, get, go, go buy some land. See how free you are. I don't like all this socialist bullshit. Yeah, okay. If you don't like socialism, then don't rely on the military. Don't rely on the police force. Don't rely on the fire department. Don't expect to have uh, fixed roads. Don't uh, social security. I could literally name 500 things that that are considered socialist policies and programs. And I don't like socialism. You're not gonna get you're not you're not gonna give me free health care. Oh my god. Think about that sentence right there. Idiot. I'm I'm done with you people. I'm really done with these people. And I'm looking over at the Ukraine. I'm like, these people are just like us. We have enough problems. They have enough problems. But they have this leader who's man. <laughs> uh not not to mention he's a handsome son of a bitch, too. My goodness. You got Putin walking around riding horses without a shirt on. I know that was probably just one time he didn't. And he's probably regretted it ever since. But this guy's a handsome son of a bitch. I think he could kick the shit out of Putin. Why Why isn't that a thing? Back in the battle for Troy, you had uh, Achilles and, and uh, the other guy, uh, Hector or whatever. They're fighting man-to-man, winner-take-all. You know, I, I would love to see Zelensky just beat the ever-loving piss out of Putin. That would be so much fun to watch. Now, what do we got over here? We got an 80-year-old man who's not a bad president. I just, I can't connect with him. Um, there's just something, something off, man. He he had a really good speech last night. He won me back a little bit. But before that, who did we have? Trump. Jesus Christ, what the fuck were you people thinking? Before that, he had a good speaker in Obama. Obama's probably the greatest speaking president. But what did he do? Not a lot. Yeah, there's Obamacare. Yeah, they said they caught him, bin Laden, whatever, (laughs) which I doubt that ever happened. Why don't we ever talk about that as a conspiracy theory? We should. We really should. Maybe next week I'll just talk about conspiracy theories or something. I don't know. Remind me. But I like this uh, Zelensky guy. I, I just like him. I, he looks like somebody that I could, uh, you know, hang out with. And <laughs> I want to be on his cabinet. If I wasn't, you know, where I'm at right now in life, if I had nothing going on, I'd probably go over there and pick up a machine gun. It just, it's stupid to do, but I, that guy makes me, he motivates me. The whole country does. And I wish I can get a hold of my friends over there. I really do. I can't get a hold of my friends in Russia either. I think they shut down the whole Facebook thing um, or at least parts of it or at least messages from the United States because it's weird now. I look at the old messages. Hang on. Where is Alex? Different Alex, not the one who asked me those ridiculous questions. Um, Yeah, it doesn't even, nothing's here. Like seriously, try to... Nope, not there either. Try to um, message anybody in Russia. You can't. It's it's weird. 
So anyway, um, I'm hoping everybody's okay over there. I really am. Oh, who's this? Oh, it says a call from the United States. Oh, let's try this one. At all? A pre-authorized purchase of an Apple MacBook Pro oh my and God. an Apple AirPods Dude, this is... is being ordered from your Amazon account for sure an amount is. of $1,537.35. Nice. Okay, let me check my Amazon account. Order or to connect with one of our customers. Does anybody else get these like 20 times a day? Press one. It's, it's too much. It's like, I don't know. Okay, I'm going to my orders. <gasps> and no, they haven't. So, um, bye. <laughs> it's getting out of control. You know what, Biden? Um, you want me to vote for you again? And I guess if Trump's going to run against you, I'm going to anyway. But if you really want me to vote for you again and appreciate it, put an end to these spam calls, man. I get, I've had two in an hour. I get about 10 a day. It's freaking ridiculous. It doesn't matter how many times you block the number. It doesn't matter. If Vladimir Zelensky was our president, that shit would have been nipped in the bud a long time ago. Trust me. Zelensky can fix anything. I'm kidding, of course. We'd have universal health care. We'd have universal education and no more spam calls and free Wi-Fi for everybody. Like high-speed, crazy South Korea-style Wi-Fi. Yeah, man. That's what Zelensky would do. I'm going to get a new shirt that says WWZD. <laughs> what would Zelensky do? Uh, no, I'm a big fan of the guy. I'm not a big fan of these stupid-ass freaking spam calls, though. And it's not just me. I'm sure it's everybody listening. It's my mom. She gets them constantly. And it's, how the hell do we get, how do we fix that? Seriously, how the hell do we fix that? Because it's, it's terrible. It's awful. It's constant. It's nonstop. I'm tired of it. Oh, man. What else are we going to talk about? I had a nice conversation with Katie. We talked about my audio sensory issues. Um, talked about... Um, that dreamboat and awesome hero guy, Zelensky. We've talked about eh, a little bit about the war. We've talked about this, that, and the other thing. It's kind of a mishmash of an episode. This is so weird. Like, how do I go? No, I cannot get a hold of her. I can't even message her. This is so dumb. My friend Anna, uh, who lives in Denver. Uh, another amazing, awesome, beautiful person. I uh, just talked to her yesterday. She's from Poland, and uh, she goes back and forth there quite often, and her home is like 15 kilometers away from uh, a NATO base. So Poland is basically a strategic point at this point um, against Russia, and Poland doesn't want Russia taking over Ukraine because then they would share that entire border there's no, I don't know what the end game is here because Ukraine's not going to say, okay, yeah, we'll be Russia now. That's not going to happen. Even if Russia takes Kiev and takes all the major cities, it's, it's not going to happen. You're going to have guerrilla warfare there for a decade. It's going to be, there's no, there's no end game here. And the rest of the world's not going to recognize Ukraine as Russian territory anymore. It's the best case scenario 
okay, Russia, you can have the two uh, states there, whatever they're called, uh, colonies, I don't know, that are already separatist. Fine, take them assholes. We're done with them. We don't want them. And leave the rest of us alone. And then immediately they join NATO. Then immediately they join the European Union. So Ukraine is untouchable at that point, much like Taiwan is. That's the best case scenario, I think, at this point. And, the, and ultimately, you know, the Russian people rebel against Putin and, you know, put that guy on the gallows, like take his head off, whatever. I don't care. Kill him. It doesn't matter at this point. And yes, every time you cut the head off a snake, another one grows in its place. Of course, that's going to happen. But maybe it'll be a nice snake, a non-poisonous snake, a pretty little snake that you can snuggle. Who knows? Russia's just unlimited potential with amazing people. And uh, they got a Stone Age Bolshevik bullshit government. It's sad. It's sad that there's a war in 2022. Like we said last week, it's lame. It's freaking lame. War is lame. <sighs> but yeah, you're going to try to fight a con conventional war in Ukraine. It's already not going as well <laughs> as they thought it would go. And that's great. I hate to see that people are dying. I hate to see the, the refugee situation. I hate to see people losing their homes, their businesses, their lives. It's stupid. It's lame. Tired. I just, uh, you know, I've been around since the 70s, man. I've seen a lot of this shit. I can imagine how people feel like in their 80s and 90s. They're just like, really? In 2022, we have to watch a war? The 24-hour news media, the CNNs and the Fox News and the MSNBCs, and they love it. Are you kidding me? They already have flashy graphics up there. They already have breaking news. Oh, look, there's more bombs. Look at this building. We're going to show it from every angle. Boom, again and again and again and again. Oh, look at this person covered in blood. Look at this old lady in a bloody blanket sitting on the curb. Oh, don't you love it? Because we do. Oh, and then here's five minutes of commercials. And we're back. Here's the Zelensky 15 times uh, saying, you know, whatever he's saying. And we can't help the guy. So we feel bad for him. And that kind of emotion breeds ratings, of course. Yeah. Okay. Here's a bunch of Americans and Europeans saying, yeah, we'll throw a bunch of money. We'll sanction Russia, but we can't really do anything else. And then here's, you know, some stock footage of Putin in a meeting. And then boom, there's that building again. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, there's another bloody one. Here's a bunch of dead. Here's a bunch of numbers of dead people. Oh yeah. We love the numbers, don't we? Yes. We love the numbers. This is how many people are dead today. Yeah, they love it. They are thrilled that they have another war in their hands to uh, sell whatever they're advertising. I want to get, how do I get a copy of the books for like Fox News or CNN? How do I get a copy? I want to know how many people watch and their ratings and if their ad revenue goes up. Because I think that should be illegal. Sure, they're a private business, they're a private enterprise, whatever, but this is national news. We should have an alternative. Like Germany has DW, Deutsche Well, uh, news, and it's wonderful. Oh my goodness, it's English speaking. You can watch it on YouTube, you can watch it on their website, DW.com. It's wonderful. It's what news should be. It's just somebody out there just talking about the facts. There's no agenda, there's no anything. Because with these increased numbers of eyeballs on the war, you can push your agenda even further. You can. It's, it, these news companies are not news companies. They're entertainment news companies owned by billionaires with agendas. 
and you, and we still watch. I don't watch. I watch DW now. It's much better. Watch not watch the news from around the world. Even RT, Russian television. I haven't watched that in about a year and a half, but it was better than what we have over here. Walter Cronkite is spinning around in his freaking grave right now. That's my chair, by the way. Or is it? Anyway, I gotta let you go. It's been over an hour and a half. It's been exactly an hour and 31 minutes and 33 seconds. And uh, that's usually about a half hour longer than I like to go. But thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you can like, subscribe to this channel, whatever. Uh, find, leave some comments. Go to the Brandon Bishop podcast page on uh, Facebook. Leave some comments. What do you want to talk about? Ask me more questions. I really like your participation. I love the fact that you listen. We had record record numbers two weeks ago. I haven't even checked last week's numbers. Um, I usually check like once or twice a month tops because I just, I don't know. I, I don't care. Like This is therapy for me. It always has been. Uh, thank you to Katie Lynn uh, for letting me bugger. Thank you to all the spam callers. And, uh, oh, man. I don't know what we're going to talk about next week. I got to save my voice for this game show tonight. Don't forget to uh, uh, log into the Asai TV YouTube page, the Asai TV Facebook page, or my personal Brandon Bishop YouTube page uh, or Facebook page. And uh, watch the the top nines tonight live. It's a game show. We all argue about our lists and picking things from our lists. We decimate every other's list and we make an ultimate top line, top nine list. Tonight's topic is top nine famous people we'd bring back from the dead. It's going to be fun. We got Chantel, Vinny, Brandon Mays, and uh, I love these people. So it's going to be fun too. And these are people that have no business being on the same screen together. They're just attached to something that I'm doing and they're friends of mine. So it's really cool to blend uh, friendships from different aspects of life. So that's going to be a lot of fun tonight. Also get Asai TV, A-S-Y TV. Uh, you can get that at AsaiTV.com, AsaiTV.com, AsaiTV.com. Or you can get that on Roku, Roku, Roku. If I say this enough and do like an echo effect, maybe you'll actually get it. Amazon Fire Stick and uh, most models of that. And uh, Apple TV. We're available in over 220 million homes worldwide. So... There's really no excuse. It's 17 cents a day, five bucks a month, less than a Starbucks cup of coffee. Yeah, get us ITV already, okay? There's a lot of awesomeness. Just uploaded new episodes of Hellscream Inc., Kilroy's Workshop. We got a new Stephen Piercy documentary coming out, um, the follow up in just a couple of days, I hope. Good God, it's been a nightmare. Um, and all kinds of other stuff. So yeah, ask me questions about the podcast. And until then, we will see you tonight live on YouTube and Facebook, the SITV YouTube page, the SITV Facebook page for the top nines. Lots of stuff going on. I've got two more books coming out within a couple months. SITV has its 2.0 launch coming out, which is going to change the game of streaming television. I promise you that. The Super Ultra Megacon is June 18th, 19th, and a side TV event here in Colorado Springs. Lots of stuff going on, wearing lots of hats, but I promise you every week I'll spend an hour to two hours uh, talking on this podcast. So thank you so much for watching. Uh, watching? Oh, my God. It's so hard going from TV to radio. It's, uh, it's really a difficult process. Thank you for listening, my lovers. Talk to you later. Bye.